so for seeing you all, and just so good, isn't it, just being in the presence of God together. I'm just saying a huge well done to you all. You know, kind of, it's a challenge, isn't it, worshipping with masks and, and, you know, but to kind of press through in worship and to kind of experience those gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, God speaking to us, not letting kind of mask worship put us off, but somehow pressing through, knowing the presence of God, I think it is so very, very good. So well done, and, uh, and trust you at home on Zoom. Uh, I've really appreciated God's presence with you right now uh, as well. It's just great being together, isn't it? Let's kind of smile at each other with our eyes, shall we? You can do that, can't you? Learn to be very expressive with our eyes. We can even wave, can't you? I, I want to pray. Father, we just thank you so much for your presence. Just thank you for just ways that you've been with us and spoken to us already today. Uh, Lord, I want to thank you for these, you know, for this great contradiction, really, of you. Lord, you do reign. You rule. Everything is in your hands. Everything is under your control. You're sovereign. Nothing, not even a a bird falls to the ground without you knowing. And yet, Lord, we so echo this heart cry, Lord, would you come? Would you come down in increased, in remarkable ways? Lord, we stand in a long line of church history where, Lord, you've broken into this nation in times of great, great need and great peril. And, Lord, you've broken through, and that's been the very setting where you've worked. And Lord, we say, in our days, Lord, in our days, would you come, would you break through in new ways? Stir our faith, stir our longing. Let our longing be for you as we step into this new year, we pray. In Jesus' name. And help us, Lord, as we read the Bible and preach. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to speak to you about image. Image. Image is a, a, a powerful word. It's a very contemporary word. It's a very current word. There's all sorts of questions about image that can dominate people's thinking. What do I look like? That, that's not a question, by the way, about me. You know, I don't want answers. You know, I've got my own conclusions. But what do I look like? What do others think of me? How can I change my image to become like someone else? And we live in days where, in fact, social media has become a pressure cooker for issues about image. And then, as well as that, big business makes big money on the back of issues about image in terms of if you buy this, If you wear this, if you drink this, if you drive that, if you look like this, all those things feed an image agenda. Much of our advertising, much of our culture is fueled by image, creating a new image, asking the question, who am I? Looking and kind of many in the world are are looking to many different sources 
to answer that question about image. Who am I? What is my identity? So image is a powerful word. But as well, image is a dangerous word. It, it can lead us up some very wrong paths. Uh, in fact, there's something in people that wants to create images. And that's something, in fact, God warns about very clearly in, in the commandments, one of the early commandments is this, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven or on earth, beneath or the waters below. You shall not bow down or worship them. There's something in our, in our hearts that wants to make images that become idols. So we become image-driven in all sorts of ways. It's powerful, it's dangerous, but also it's a very precious word. In fact, it's a word full of privilege and honour. And in fact, it's a word if we understand in the right way, it gives us the key to find true worth and true value. So now, let's turn to our Bibles. And we're going to read just from the uh, first chapter of Genesis. Verse 26, uh, could read on, but we'll just do two verses. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. God says, let us make man in his image. And to make sense of this question of image of mankind, of what do we understand about ourselves, we've got to start with God. And that's where so many problems begin, because actually the world wants to start the other way around. It wants to start with man, and even create God in a certain image. We need to start with God. And you find in our statement of faith that this picks up and I came very carefully with one in my hand and between that seat and here I've lost it so oh there you go so in our statement of faith it says this all men and women being created in the image of God have inherent have inherent and equal dignity and worth I just want to zoom in on that taking that Genesis scripture, again, moving on through our statement of faith, which we're doing through this period of time, or being clear of what do we understand by being made in the image of God. We're made 
in his image. Firstly, just to understand the word, it actually means a representation, is a visible representation, and in those times when the uh, scriptures are written, a visible representation of an invisible deity is a visible representation. In fact, it strangely, oddly, is the same word that is used for idols. It's a visual representation. It implies a visible body. It's like a living statue or copy of God himself. And Old Testament scholars would express it in this way, that humans are to be in the world as a kind of living image of st- or a statue of God. We're to represent God. So in other words, we're not to make idols, but God can. And they're called people. Powerful thought. We're to represent him. But the word also was used, in its original use, of of something that reflected the king's glory. It wasn't a static thing. It, It reflected glory of another. So what does image, made in the image of God, mean? It's a bodily, visible representation of God himself to reflect his glory. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? So what does this mean? What does this mean for us? Well, clearly there are ways that we're not like God. That God alone, he's unique in in being all-powerful. He's unique in being all-knowing. He's unique in being all-present. It's what the theologians would talk about, the incommunicable attributes of God. There's a uniqueness that God alone is God. There's only one true living God. But he has chosen to impart attributes that are in him into people. That's what's behind. Let us, let us make man in his image. And I want to focus just on three ways that we're like him in this creation account. And there are many, many ways. There's books you could read. There's just papers you could uh, dive deeply into in terms of what it means to be made in the image of God. But I think there are three clear ways from the scriptures that we've looked at. One is relationship. God is a God of relationship. It's where it starts. Let us make man in his image. And when we started this series on the statement of faith, we looked at the Trinity. We looked at the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And one of the things we, uh, it, we, we kind of glimpsed into there was that that is love. It's perfect love. God himself is three in one. One God, yet three persons in perfect love. God is love. That's a good way to understand the Trinity. And when he says, let us make man in our image, he put that capability of relationship into mankind. It's 
delightful. We see that. Now, God was complete in his love. He wasn't lacking. He wasn't, as it were, kind of, you know, there wasn't a need that needed to be satisfied in God. He's perfect love. And yet, in his perfect love, he chose to overflow with that love and make man in his image. And that's male and female. Equally made. With equal dignity given by God. With equal value. To reflect something called a made for relationship. At the heart of us being made in the image of God, it means relationship. We are the expression and the overflow of his love. Is that good? I sense the smiles behind the masks. It's relationship. And that's the ongoing story. If we were to read through Genesis 1, 2 and 3, or 1 and 2, we find that what happens is an outworking of that relationship. The one, Adam, becomes two, Adam and Eve. The two actually become one. And out of them becoming one are to become lots more. In other words, it's about community. It's about love. It's about the spreading out, the overflow of the love of God. And like in the Garden of Eden, where there were rivers that were to flow out to, to, to all the other land, uh, as it were, that surrounded the garden. So in that garden, there's Adam and Eve that were, that, that were demonstrations of the very love of God, and rivers of love was to flow out and to fill the earth with the love of God. We're made for relationship. We're also made to rule. Man and woman were given a job to do, to fill the earth, to subdue it, to rule over all things. We've read that. And again, some theologians will call that, that actually made vice regents. God's intermediaries to share his blessing, his goodness. It's about fruitfulness and growth. That's why God created people that actually would become his agents of growth, of fruit, and bringing his rule here on earth, that his kingdom will be extended. Okay, that's a phenomenal thing. And that's an expression of love. And we can often struggle with that. We think of rule and love as two separate things. And yet, initially and originally, they belong together. There's a beautiful expression of the very heart of God himself, of God intended, as man and woman were to rule together. And then, if we were to read on in the story, just the third thing we find was rest. That when man and woman were created and they're given their responsibility to rule, their first day was a day of rest. And again, that's a powerful statement because God himself, they would be like God, God himself rested. Not because he was tired because of creation, Not because God himself was exhausted 
but because God was establishing something right at the beginning for mankind. That this day of rest, this seventh day, that was very much the pinnacle of this whole process of creation. It was to demonstrate something to man and woman that they could be both like God and to, to know God. That this day of Sabbath, this day of rest, which carries kind of a number of meanings, but two of those meanings was it's time to stop, but it was a time to delight. It was a time to know the presence of God. So right at the beginning, man and woman were to be, as it were, were their priority was to be the presence of God. It wasn't just activity. Yes, they had responsibility. But they're to know God's presence. That's how it all began. Foundational to everything was a joy and a delight in God himself. Being made in his image is being made for relationship. To love. It's being made to rule. We have responsibility. It's being made to delight in his presence. That's our priority. Being made in his image. But we know what happened next. It was broken. If you can imagine the image almost like a, a mirror to reflect so, you know, that, those aspects of God, is that the mirror was shattered through man's disobedience, it was broken. And every one of those three things got shattered. Love got broken. Instead of love came fear, came guilt, came shame. It's broken relationships. What came out of the garden was no longer rivers of love. It wasn't long before there was the first murder. What also happened, that rule, that, that, that calling to rule got twisted into control, dominance, manipulation, abuse. And then that, that calling to rest, to prize, to delight in the presence of God, that got overtaken by a restlessness and a, and a fierce determination to rely on self. I'm going to do it my way. And that's what, got, that's what we're born into. That was the broken image. Now you could pick up bits of the broken mirror and, and you still catch glimpses of God's goodness in fallen nature and God's love in, form of, in God's love, God's kindness. Someone described it in this way, that you can go to Athens, you can go to Ephesus, and you can see these great ruins, these magnificent old structures, and we can be overwhelmed by the ruins. And think, wow! Yeah, have you seen the ruins? They're nothing like the real thing. And that's where fallen man is like. We can be overwhelmed by, yeah, there's still acts of great kindness and love and, and self-sacrifice in this world we live in, but it's ruins. 
his broken image. And in the image was restored. And that's what we've been worshiping. That's what has come through our worship so clearly this morning. You see, into that brokenness, God did something. God so loved the world that he sent his only son. That this Jesus, the Son of God, became human. He took human likeness. It says in Colossians, for in Christ all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. He takes humanity upon himself. He becomes flesh and blood. It's what we celebrated just a few weeks ago, but what we need to go on celebrating throughout the year. Jesus became fully human. He became the second Adam. And he lived a life that actually became a pure reflection of his Father in heaven. The perfect image. Image restored. But then we go on and we read about what happened on the cross. And at the end of Isaiah 52, you can read these things. That actually his appearance, his likeness, his image was so marred and so disfigured by his death on the cross that he was unrecognisable. The perfect image was crushed on the cross for our sins. The perfect image that was, was broken for our brokenness. so that we can now be restored to him. He redeems us. He became flesh and blood for us, so that we can now know him in our brokenness, and that the image can be restored to us. Is that good news? It's called the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's what God has done for us in Christ. Image restored. But in fact, it goes even better because it's it's like all those early things we looked at in terms of the creation account that actually we don't just look backwards, we look forwards because we're part of a new creation. Is it going to be even better? It's not just retrieving the lost, you know, what's been lost. It's going to be better And our new creation hope is about knowing his love forever. And it's about knowing that we really are partners with his rule, whatever that means, forever and ever. And that actually our future is this, is a continual delight in the presence of God. That's what's been restored. That's what lies ahead of us. But in the meantime, what does all this mean for us? What does this mean for 2022? I'll just take you to a verse in the New Testament that picks up some of these themes in Ephesians 
And we read this first bit from Ephesians 4, and then we're going to Ephesians 5. And Paul says this, and put on the new self. Created after the likeness of God. Do you recognize that? The new self. Created after the likeness of God. In true righteousness and holiness. That is what God had now done for us in Christ. And he goes on to say, beginning in chapter 5, Therefore, be imitators of God. That's our original calling. We're made in the image of God. We're to represent him. We're to be his, as it were, living statues. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. As Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. That in the meantime, what does this look like? Well, know who you are. Know your identity. It's where I started. The world is searching. The world's desperate to find out, who am I? Why am I here? The world is trying to find, and young people, please hear this, kind of so filthy you guys in the world you live in. You are living in a pressure cooker that says it's all about image, all about image. God's got the answer. Know who you are in Christ. Do you know who you are? You are an image bearer. That's who you now are. We're called to be like him. In Christ we have this new self that we just read about. We can live to represent him. It's our life destiny. Elsewhere uh, in Romans, Paul writes this, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. You see, God has a calling on our lives. And it's to grow to be like Jesus. So what does 2022 look like? Yeah, just to really land this, well, we're called to be like Jesus. We're called to be his image bearers. Wherever God has you, whatever stage of life, whatever age of life, male, female, young, old, young person, you're feeling very old, <laughs> whatever, you're an image bearer. God's called you where he's called you, he's got you where he's got you, to reflect him. And how do we do that? Well, we walk in love. That's so powerful, that Ephesians scripture. It says, be imitators of God, okay? Walk in love. Remember that? It's all about relationship. We need to give ourselves, I believe this so strongly in these days that we're living in, 
You know, there's this great cry, Lord, would you come down? What does that look like outworked? Love. 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 Let's walk in love. This world is hungry for it, it's desperate for it, it's needy for it. It's what the world needs. It's the demonstration of the love of God. Let's give ourselves to love. Yeah, to love the young, the old, the, the, the difficult. Okay, we've all got people we find difficult to love. No hands up. There's those who find it easier to love, there's those who find it harder to love. Let's love. Learn to walk in love. Let's learn to love. There'll be those who respond to us as we love them. There'll be those who reject us as we love them. Let's walk in love. What are we doing? We're being in the image bearer. It's about him and not about us. Let's love the broken. Let's love those who, who feel that their very lives are like just shattered mirrors. Let's love those who are on the margins. Let's, Jesus says, even love our enemies. It's hard, isn't it? It's a big call. It's a big call. But we're called to be image bearers. And in Christ, we have this new self. And then let's give honour. An expression of love is to honour people. Uh, there's a scripture in Romans 12, which says about honour others above yourselves. Let's honour others. Let's see people through these eyes as being made in the image of God. All people. We live in a, a culture and a society that is so, can be so critical and so cynical and so demeaning of people, you know? Let's be a people who learn to honour as we go through this, this year as image bearers, learning to love more, let's look for opportunities to give honour. I'm not just talking about our mates, or even just, you know, just mates in church. No, let, let, let's be a people of honour. Let's learn. Let's shock some people. Let's surprise some people by expressing honour. God will give us ways. don't want to spell out all the how-tos and whatevers, but let's just catch this. This is being. It reflects us recognising others made in the image of God. And then let's serve. Let's serve with God's authority. Remember, ruling and love belong together. And we see that most perfectly in the heart of Jesus, and it was expressed by Jesus himself, I did not come to lord it, but I came to serve. That's what kingdom rule looks like. It's serving. And God's poor, every one of you, right then, do the big sweet, every one of you, you've got your own 
area of influence, your own setting of influence, whether it's at work or at home or neighbourhood or school or at college, wherever it is, God's put you in a unique place and there you can rule by serving with love. And as you do, his kingdom comes. It's what an image bearer is, is to be. It's one who sees his kingdom come. We seek first his kingdom not ours. And as we, we need to see this, we step into our days and whatever this year holds, in our, whether it's in home or office, wherever we go, let's seek his kingdom rule, his goodness. Let's believe God can make us fruitful in this time where all sorts of constraints and who knows what's going to happen this year. Say, God, would let, let us be fruitful. Let's see the rule of your goodness. And then lastly, what does it look like? You know, as we kind of get to grips with this big issue of image being made in the image of God, well, we delight in his presence. You know, there can be a a terrific temptation and it's something I battle with on a, a regular basis of Letting busyness overtake devotion. Letting my busyness overtake that priority in the presence of delighting in the presence of God. It's a constant battle. But I know God's calling us to something different. To delight in his presence. That's not the cherry on the cake. That wasn't day seven cherry on the cake. No, for man and woman, that was day one. They were learning to be like God. What, what being made in the image of God, they were learning something foundational that is about fellowship with him. It's about relationship with him. It's about communion with him. If you don't know Jesus this morning, this is what it's all about. That you, you are actually, I believe God's got you here this morning to speak right into your heart. And to, and to say to you, look, your life is broken without me. But I can do something new in your life. It won't make everything perfect. But it'll be something new. And one of the new things is this. That you can be restored to fellowship with him. To know his presence. To know his love. That is like nothing else you can know on this planet. Forever. That's the message. Let's pray together, shall we? I believe that... just sense that there are some people here that actually the question about image, almost where I started, you know, it's such a big 
issue in their lives, you know, their struggles with it. Even as grown adults, often we kind of categorize it as, well, it's a, a, a stage you go through as a young person or it's, you grapple with it as a young person. It can be with us right up right up into our, 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 our kind of our later years. We can still struggle. Who am I? What am I here for? Hi, children. It's great to have you come back. It really is. We're just praying. And, and after we pray, we're, we're, we're going to sing. So I just wonder if the band could just get... But we're just midway through praying, and it would be great for you to join us. Lord Jesus, just pray for anyone who is just struggling with that sort of question about image right now. Whatever age, young, old, male, female, all sorts of lies have been said over the years that perhaps you still carry, that still rob you of this incredible truth of actually of how God himself sees you and how he's made you and what he's made you for. Father, would you bring release? Would you bring breakthrough? Would you do something so fundamental in just changing lives, we pray? Pray for our children as they just uh, have just joined us again. Come, Lord, would you, would you so... Help them as they grow up, as they go through this year, to know your love. Let them know your presence. Let them know what it is, Lord, to just see you at work in their lives and touching them and through them touching their friends. There will be asses. Come help us, Lord. But Father, help us as we step into this new year together to step into it as a, a family of image bearers that overflow with your love, that are extravagant in honour, that learn to serve, that above all, we learn to delight more and more in your presence. Let us know your presence more, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Let's worship together. No, I often say this, it's not, we're not just kind of closing things off, <laughs> but I believe that this kind of end bit of our meeting can be a very critical, important moment as we, as we worship. It's going to often be a time where we can express our response to what God's been saying and what God's been doing in our lives. So let's respond to him with faith. Let's worship together.